0: Hi, this is Timetable. My name is Manton Reese, and I thought I would get an early start this morning, set my alarm for 6 a.m. I'm not really a morning person. It's about 6.15 now. I'm going to try to get some things done while the house is still quiet. Get a little extra hour of work, maybe. Of course, I was up late, so I'm tired, but I have a couple things I really wanted to finish, kind of first thing Monday. And I know if I waited to get started, with work until after the, you know, the kids are off to school, I would really be falling behind already in the week. So we'll see how it goes. Going to make some coffee, get some things done. It's a little after 8 a.m. And actually, I'm very happy with the progress this morning. I've fixed uh, several issues in an iPhone app that I'm working on for a client, made some minor improvements and pushed out a new build. And in the process, I've found a couple issues on the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus screen sizes. My main phone is a 4-inch iPhone 5S. I still love that size, and I'm really happy that it looks like Apple will release an updated version um, in the next month or two. But the problem is, with that as my main phone, I just don't test very often on the larger screen sizes. I try to in the simulator. I often run the simulator just on the 6 and 6 Plus, but I tend to miss some layout issues sometimes, and that's the the problem with running a smaller phone day-to-day. I guess the opposite probably happens to developers who have a larger iPhone. They often miss issues on the smaller phone. And even still, I mean, most of our apps still support technically running on the iPhone 4 and 4S, the 3.5-inch screen size, and I doubt very many developers test often on those screen sizes, and it probably works fine, but... It's not something where you'd be surprised if there's a layout issue or something that needed to scroll that wasn't in a scroll view. The app that I'm recording with for this podcast, actually, Ferrite, supports, you know, iPad. Of course, it looks great, but it also looks really good on smaller screen iPhones. When I first started testing, I was recording on my 4S, and I was really impressed with how well it looked. So that developer, yes, pays better attention, I guess, (laughs) than I do. But anyway, it's good to catch some of these problems. Going to kind of wrap up work on this app for the morning, move on to something else, and then maybe revisit if I missed anything in this latest build. It's now about noon, and I think I had a pretty productive morning. I did get one bug report for that iPhone build I sent out, but it was a quick fix, so I committed that change and answered a few emails this morning and then I published two blog posts to my blog and wrote another one that I will probably publish in the morning. I've been doing most of my writing on the Mac lately in Ulysses, which I mentioned the other week. And it's a really great app. And I noticed today that I haven't actually paid for it yet. It has a very generous demo period. I think they allow maybe 10 hours of use, which is a little different than, than most demos that go by number of days you use it or have a fixed kind of expiration or limits And I still haven't hit that, so I need to buy it. But I was kind of struck by how long you can use it and how you can integrate it into your workflow before actually having to buy it. But it's a great app. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this episode up today with these kind of three segments from the morning. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. You can find previous episodes on timetable.fm. Thanks for listening.